Thanks for joining us for another intriguing edition of the Stack Pack. Perhaps you can help solve a mystery. Uh, hello, we're here, and we're doing another podcast. It's episode 21, right? Yeah. Hey, we can legally drink now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was noticing in, in, in one of our earlier episodes, we were talking about how um, uh, it was our 15th episode, and that was our quinceanera. The next one, we're, we, we got our driver's license. Yeah. Uh, we didn't cel- I don't think we celebrated, like, you know, being 18, you know, like... Able to vote and buy cigarettes. Able to vote and buy some porn and stuff. But now, yeah, we're of drinking age in um, the United States. It's about um, to get real, ladies and gentlemen. If we were European, <laughs> we would have already been having a great time. Okay. Anyways, we're going to do a podcast. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm David Howell, your host, and I'm here with my other hosts and cohorts, uh, Road Dan, currently Home Dan. Back to Home Dan. <clears throat> and uh, Eli, where are you this week? Same uh, place? I'm still here. Still here in North Texas. <laughs> uh, which room are you occupying? Nice. Elias Dominguez, um, Daniel Benavides, Rodan, uh, Elias Dominguez, and myself, David Howell. I'll be I, in the Hamptons next week. In my oh, you'll be in the Hamptons at your at your <laughs> at your weekend house. My vacation. I'm oh, going to replay weekend place. at Bernie's. Mm. <laughs> find a dead body and <laughs> so that sounds myself like to uh, it. tell us, Eli, which room are you occupying this episode? Oh, I'm on the West Wing. You're in the West, West wing, wing of the of the Dominguez Estates. Yeah, the Dominguez Estates, West Wing, <laughs> right by the Christmas tree. You mean the holiday tree? <sighs> yeah, yes. we're super. Yes, the holiday tree. It's December. Um, uh, we actually usually put these out on Sunday, but we're putting this out on Monday. They put them on su- Sunday night, but we're very current, so it's December third. Um, Christmas lights going up, getting in that yeah. mood, you know. I didn't fall off the the house this year. Wait, I did didn't you, pull a Clark Griswold. Did you? Actually, no, I, no, I've never fallen off. But oh, I, uh, Christmas vacation has scared me to death. I thought you were setting up for a good story. Yeah. Oh no! <clears throat> How'd you kick off your start of you know like getting ready for the Christmas season? Oh, tell us, you like? Uh, I, yeah, like yeah. I feel like this is Martha Stewart living. I yeah, up a bottle of Jack, my finest Jack Daniels, my finest Tennessee whiskey. Oh, <laughs> and I drank the entire nice. bottle and then I put up Christmas lights. <laughs> nice, nice. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's fun. I think I'm gonna throw kids, on uh, kids love it. M- throw on my favorite holiday classic, Batman Returns. Oh. Mm. You know, it's one my, of my favorite, favorite Christmas uh, movies. My my favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. <laughs> oh, that is a good Christmas movie. Yeah, it's like I have. Yeah, that, that's how Batman Return is. It's like it, Batman Returns is. It's like, oh yeah. yeah, that's not really a Christmas movie. It's just like during it just happened Christmas. during Christmas. Yeah, but <laughs> it's but it counts to me. Sure, yeah. I'll take it. Uh, I I bought a few years back. I'll probably wear it and like share it on Instagram pretty soon. Uh, uh, the sweatshirt that says "I now I have a machine gun." Ho ho ho! <laughs> it's a gray like sweatshirt from the movie Die Hard. You know when he <laughs> he kills the guy and writes in his blood. He sends him down the elevator. That that first Die Hard is a f- blast. Like oh, I, yeah. I watched it as a proper like not child like Youth? last year. Yeah, as a proper adult. And and. I had only seen bits and pieces, probably on the TNT, you know, probably on some cable on channel the where, they, where they block out all the good stuff. Uh, it's a yeah. truly enjoyable action movie. Um, I, I mean, I don't think so I have good. to promote Die Hard. I think people now know it's, that it's Now good. it's just ridiculous. It's just gotten over. Like, I went, the last one I saw, I think that kid from the Apple commercials, what's that kid's name? Jo- Justin Long was in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Justin Long. Uh, that, was, that was the last Die Hard that I saw. I was like, okay. Like, I, I think I had it when Bruce Willis, or John McClane, rather. Um, 
when he rides the motorcycle up and he he like drives it into the helicopter. <laughs> I, I honestly haven't watched down. any of the seagulls. It's, I don't remember any of them. It's terrible. I stopped I just after know that, that one. I was like, yeah. uh, it's just getting. All right, just getting hey, check this out. Check out. Check this out. Ready? Speaking of dying hard. <laughs> oh, that was a great transition <laughs> you did right there. Let's get to our first case. <laughs> Nice. This is uh, this is a uh, how would you say unsolved mysteries greatest hits? Yeah, I greatest. Think so. Is it is it a greatest hit? Yeah, people love this case. Really? Or maybe it's just yes. Eli, maybe it's just Eli. You've been you've talked about this a lot, but I feel like this is. I I think it's just me because I've hyped. I think I've just hyped this up. So I I found out about this case. I could have sworn it was from another episode from because I used to binge watch. Um, the Disappeared show, the one on in- Investigation Discovery. I like watched it. They used to have it on Netflix, and I watched the entire, like, I think six seasons at the time. They've come out with more since, but. What's uh, the show? I thought, it's called Disappeared. It's just the- about missing persons. Oh, okay. And uh, I thought that this was on there, and I looked, I, I looked back for the life of me. I couldn't find it. So I must have heard it from a different source. But anyways, I... I knew about this before we watched the show. And so watching the show was actually pretty cool because I had read about all these people. I don't know why I got so uh, fascinated by it, but I, I think because of the way that they couldn't find her car for so long. Anyways. And, I'll, oh, yeah. There's a lot I, of part, the like, what would you say, like uh, triggers in this that are just yeah. like, ooh, the creepy factor just keeps like piling up. Yeah. This yeah. is just, it's it, just he's creepy. An icky dude. And then the, the way it's presented in Unsolved dude. Mysteries is why, why, you know, why the show's so good. It's like a perfect example. Um, yeah. But yeah, you, you want to start this one? You want to yeah, give us I, the. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take it. So yeah. this, this one, this one, uh, this one's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> so <laughs> the murder uh, Lisa- of this innocent woman. Right. Yeah, Lisa Marie Kimmel, she was she was 18 years old and she worked at a fast food restaurant. She actually worked with her mom. I don't know if you knew this, but her mom was the manager at one of the the fast food chains. It was Arby's. And uh it was Arby's? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. It, it was, was Arby's cuz I that's right cuz I found uh No, the show says that uh that she managed it, so Right. She managed it, but her mo- her mom was like in upper management. Like she worked for oh. like corporate. Oh, cool. Um so, so she anyways, was slinging them cheddar roast beef. They, they used to work together, and then they would stay the night in um, in Denver. So uh, she had left her home. She was she was she just gotten off work, and she planned on taking an eight hour trip up to um, to uh, visit her boyfriend um, Ed Jarok in Cody. So it's crazy seeing. I got they, um, you know, they interview the people that are actually in the case, and you're like, oh my gosh, like I've now I could put a face to or yeah face to the name this this like this was like very a very fresh case when unsolved mysteries covered it right like it had just Mm -hmm. i think it had been maybe like that summer just the summer had gone by because it happened in march right yeah it happened march 25th so she ended up planning on she was going to drive up to cody to visit uh, ed her boyfriend who she was seeing and um then she was going to drive up to billings to hang out with her parents um so anyways, uh, the Billings, plan was, Montana. yeah, the plan was, it was an eight hour trip. They said the conditions were good. She should have been there in eight or nine hours. So anyways, she, um, left and she, she was, she drove a black 1988 Honda CRX and the license plate was custom. It said little miss on it. They had given her that nickname, um, as a kid. So well, Lisa Marie kind of makes sense with her, uh, with her initials. Yeah. 
Do you remember how like how like when we were in high school, like a Honda CRX was like yeah. the coolest car? Like even though yeah. even though we were in high school, dude. like in the early thousands, it was like oh dude, check out like my 1995 like dropped Honda yeah, CRX. Yeah, my my, or my friend hatchback. had one. My friend Civic. had a red one, and he loved that thing. <laughs> You're right. So that was a I cool ass car. Like, man. It was a cool car. <laughs> I just put some 18s on my CRX. Yeah, I remember everybody with some racing tires. Everybody loved yeah. the their like you drift? Their, their little Honda, the little you drift? dropped Honda. Do you even drift, bro? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go on some cruises, so- you know? <laughs> EDM or a JDM or I don't know, I don't know things. Anyway. Uh, anyways, so um <laughs> so she she, had a she sweet hot shiny black yeah. Honda CRX and with it was new. The license was the plate little miss. Like very avant garde before the rappers, you know, before like you probably even pre Lil Kim, before, definitely Lil before Uzi, Lil Romeo definitely. and Bow Wow and all the other Lils, Lil Peep, rest in peace. Whoa, whoa, Lil Peep, rest in peace. Dropped some um, of the PBR out of my can. Anyway, so, anyways, uh, the the she ended up getting a speeding ticket on the way for uh, the Wyoming State Patrol had stopped her briefly and. Um, she had got been issued a citation. I don't know if you knew this. The officer, they they interviewed the officer who pulled her over also, which was kind of cool to see him and uh, hear, you know, how he had pulled her over. So anyways, he was actually the last known person to see her alive. He, um, what the, the protocol was, was when they would pull you over, they would do a voice recording. You would have to talk. And apparently they did it in the police officer's vehicle. So she had came and sat in the, in his vehicle to record and she had to ask, answer questions just to verify that it was her um, because this is before like dash cams. And uh, so, well, the, I didn't know. I mean, they mentioned that, but I didn't know like the actual context of that. Like they, so like, she's it's like, Oh, we're, you're not getting arrested, but you do need to sit in the back of this uh, cruiser and answer these yeah. questions. So we have well, it on record. The, the, That's- the, the family was kind of upset because the protocol was back then was you had to pay the ticket right there. Like what? if you didn't have money, yeah. And the the he followed her to an ATM. They didn't say this, but he, the state trooper followed her to an ATM, and they tried to make a withdrawal, but she didn't have enough cash. So, the she was supposed to get arrested. They were supposed to lock her up until somebody could pay the ticket. But he was like, no, don't worry about it, and he let her go. And so they were really upset about it because what? she should have been in jail. So because yeah. the cop decided not to be an asshole. Exactly, and. It, it ended up biting him in the ass. So, um, anyways, she, he let her go, and she ended up driving, and she never made it. A few days later, on April second, uh, they and that's also another cool thing. You they interview the guy who who found her, Greg Bradford. Uh, he was walking along the uh, the river, and he ended up finding a, a floating body. And it was, oh yeah, um, he totally reminds me of the co- uh, of the of the cowboy, the mysterious cowboy from Mulholland Drive. Just, like, I haven't very, seen that. Like monotone. You didn't get all yeah, the David he, Lynch movies, man. But yeah, dude, yeah, it, it, yeah. He he's like very like like calm and like kind of like comforting. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. Yeah, but they they ended up they ended up interviewing him, and he was saying how he ended up finding her. And uh, so he obviously called the police and it was in a river in, in the river was near Casper, which is a few miles away from where she got pulled over. Um, 
so the, anyways, the autopsy revealed that she had been beaten, bound, and was raped before she had been murdered. So this is where I was kind of confused. Um, there's conf- I've heard conflicting stories. in I don't know if in Unsolved Mysteries they said this because it was so fresh. But I think since the show had aired, they believed that she was actually um, held against her will. Like uh, the autopsy on Unsolved Mysteries, they said that she had that they thought she had died a few days uh, or a few hours after she had been been abducted. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, because the whole story, the whole case opens up with the mysterious lights on this uh, seldom right. used bridge, right? And people reporting that they saw lights in the middle of the night, and so that was kind of mm-hmm. what led them to believe that she was uh, murdered so quickly. I guess. Yeah. So I don't know what's true. I don't, I don't think they've ever said or have concrete evidence, but I, I've, I, in another, uh, show that covered this case, they, they talked to some people and they seemed to believe that she, because she had marks on her wrists that looked like she was handcuffed and it was like apparent for, for and then, so you think the cop did it? And then no, they all, no, the no, 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 no. <laughs> she was just handcuffed and you could tell it, it looked like she had been bound and held against her will. Like she was trying to break free and she had marks on her wrists. Like if she was struggling, you know what I mean? And they also said that, uh, there was like, uh, unique stab wounds in a weird yeah. kind of, uh, yeah. like pattern or whatever, but in that they couldn't sexual pattern. No, well, that they couldn't go into it. And then they kind yeah. of, and then they alluded to the sexual I, assault after I, that. I have never heard anything other than that, too. Yeah, I and I was know. like, I and bet you we could find out the specifics of that now, but... Yeah, I mean, nothing. That's just kind of a weird, like, little uh, tidbit. Like, like uh, yeah, stab that, that. wounds and, like, like, like in such a weird pattern that made the guy be, be like, like, who, why would somebody do that? Like, right. we can't go into why it was weird, but it, it's, believe me, it's weird is kind of the, yeah. the vibe you get. Yeah, I never, I never, I never... Uh, found an answer to that either. So anyways, they found uh, the, that, like you mentioned the bridge. So that was a quarter mile away and they found blood on the bridge. So they're guessing that she was actually stabbed. That she was stabbed six times. They are thinking she was stabbed um, there and then thrown over that she was alive and, when he had taken her there. And then he stabbed her and then threw her over. And then that's when they found her. And they were um, definitely able to like confirm that, that that was her blood and that they, and right. that made them uh, allude to the, f- you know, to the assumption that the person was from there because mm-hmm. that was such a weird bridge that's not really that publicly used n- that anymore. Nobody used. Yep. Yeah. And he knew that he could be up there and kind of uh, take his time, I guess. So, um, anyways, they believe that the Saturday that that she was murdered, based on the eyewitnesses, that they 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 think that it was somebody local, and they think that it happened that night. But um, they they couldn't find her car, so it was basically vanished. And in Unsolved Mysteries, they talk about how they had several sightings, um, but which all turned out to be bogus. They spent a lot of time talking to these people about how they're positive because of the Honda and the license plate that they saw her. And, you I know, remember one person said she was yeah. yellow. My neighbor's dog is Little Miss. And that. Yeah, they said, yeah, they yeah. said in the episode that in the next seven days, uh, there was a hundred, uh, about a hundred sightings and by the time that the segment had aired, the officer said that there had been over a thousand sightings of the car yeah. and the girl driving the car. Yeah, uh, it blew and, up. And uh, the ones that were pretty close to her actual to her actually going missing um, included a mysterious male, mm. and uh, also like Which seventeen one... composite sketches were made, but none of them looked like 
similar enough for them to like decide uh, mm-hmm. uniformly, you know, who would have been this uh, this person who abducted her. Right, and so the the they couldn't find her car at all, like nowhere. So they're like, "How do you lose a car?" And I think that is what kind of drove me. And I was like, "Wow, this this is really interesting. Like, I need to know more about this." And uh, just the fact, like, how do you hide a car? You know, it was very intriguing to me. I could tell you and how. So, <laughs> we all know now. And this, <laughs> when, and this is when the episode gets really, uh, when the creep factor starts getting piled on. Is when uh, they're like, "Yeah, we were pretty. Sh- the cops were pretty sure she was dead at this point." Mm-hmm. And then they give you these two uh, um, sightings. Actually, I think there's three, right? Three, three sightings three. from two, seemingly legitimate sources. Two women, and then one was the gas station. Yeah. So, so attendant. the first one is uh, it was uh, in Casper, about 20 minutes from where her body was found, and um, this was on Sunday, which would have been what, like three days after, like maybe the day after they thought she was dead, like the day yeah. after they thought that she would have been killed. Right. And. Um, you know, yeah, this lady driving a van, the fat lady, says that her her roommate's puppy's <laughs> little miss. So I she know was for sure. Yeah, so I she saw, saw that car. She saw a blonde haired driver in a yellow sweater. And then uh twenty two hours earlier, uh the sheriff's wife's uh the sheriff's wife saw um uh, the the license plate and and a young gal driving it, I swear to you. You know, she was very seemed very sure. Uh, um this person had a pink sweater. Yeah. And uh, but it was definitely a blonde girl. No one else in the car, and then um, um, and also in Buffalo, a gas station attendant saw this car in you know getting gas, and he saw like a very small man. He said, he said the man didn't look out of place in that small like kind of girly convertible, and then <laughs> yeah. he turned around and they were gone. <clears throat> yep, which now we know we're all BS basically because you think was- so. Oh yeah, definitely. Because the guy didn't even match the the composite at all. The from what I from what I hear, this is this is what they believe happened. So after she got pulled over, she drove through Casper and apparently the dude we get an update shortly yeah. after all of these and they find out that they have a guy in custody and it goes by the name of Dale Wayne Eaton and they caught him because of DNA. They found DNA um from like a rape kit from her body. Uh, so in t- in 2002, they took the DNA from Lisa's body and tested it, and it linked to him to Dale Wayne Eaton, as we mentioned. And um, he was serving a prison sentence on an unrelated weapons charge, and uh, he had previously been convicted of kidnapping a family at gunpoint in 1997. And Eaton was also charged with involuntary manslaughter in the death of a, his cellmate, basically. But he was acquitted. And um, that's what he was doing in jail. And uh, what we find out, though, <laughs> is that uh, his property, he had this land that his parents had given him um, and he had been living on it, but it didn't have running water. So he would use the shitter at a rest stop that was close by to his house. And um, so they suspect the that shitter, the shitter. <laughs> yeah, they suspect that he stopped there to use it. And that's where he ran into Mrs. Kimmel and he ended up. Oh, they believe kidnapping her, and I think that he was held against her will because the cops, when the cops look into this, they wanted to uh, get him on on more than just the DNA. So they 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 wanted to build their case basically. So they started investigating him and checked out his property, talked to his neighbors, and his neighbor actually used to keep a fucking journal, and she used to write something down something ain't right about this man. It, it, I'm gonna exactly. journal it. Well, around the time, because of her journal, around the time that 
she went the that the day that Lisa Marie went missing, um, or around that time rather, he was digging in his property with a big, huge backhoe, and uh, he claimed that he was digging a well, and um, then he also told people that he was putting in a septic tank, and that's why that was his excuse. And they said he stopped digging after a while, and um, then he uh, covered it up. So anyways, now we know the car was buried in there. So they, they find this car, they dig in there. The first time they only found like a, a few car parts, like um, like some headlights and things like that. But they kept digging in different places because it looked like he had dug up a few holes in his in his property. Um, so he buried anyways, a few they go, cars back there is damn. what you're saying. They go into his house, right? And on his property, he had a separate like dwelling and it was like a bathtub and it was like just like a storage, and it, you could, they, they they took pictures. I've I've seen them before. I don't remember where, but it looked like somebody could, could have been held there. Like he had like bars and stuff that were around there, and it looked like like pipes, like lead pipes that were like connected, like plumbing. So you could easily chain somebody up in there. So that's why they kind of suspect that she was held there for a few days, and then he went and dumped her body elsewhere but anyways he he hid the car in his property and it, it had been sitting there for i don't know how many years was that so, that yeah like 20 so like the car was in parts or did they like no eventually dig no. up like a it was solid they, they, they dug up the whole the whole car got yeah got taken but he did excavated. take out the headlights and he did take out some other things but for the most part the entire car was the, the, the frame was intact rather and it even had her stuff it had like the arby's uh, hats. Um, All her shit it, it was still in there. Glasses. Half-eaten half beef and cheddar in mint yeah. condition. Yeah, because it's so, not still, even aged. It's still good. Well, they, they don't know when the car was buried, though. Like, do you think she could have been killed and he was, like, rolling around town with another girl? Or well, do you just think all the, all the sightings are maybe. coincidence? I think, the, I think the sightings were just coincidence. I don't think anybody was really. Because they were also, like, further, way further away, some of them. I don't know. I could be oh, wrong. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was a bunch of sightings. But I mean. my thing my thing is, is why did, if he buried the car, why didn't he bury her? I always thought that. I was like, why didn't he? He would have gotten away with it. Nobody would have even known. Next question. If they had never found her body. How was why? the car That's wild. buried just like flat in? Or did it get buried a la Tremor style, you know, shrunk <laughs> down? A la Tremor style. A la Tremors. Pretty- I'm pretty sure it was all like, uh, it, it, from the pictures, it looks like it was uh, just in a normal position, just buried. It wasn't like, a, it wasn't head, t- head, head or tail down. It's crazy. Um, yeah. I always wondered that, though. But anyways, yeah, this, this guy was a real freaking creep. Dale Wayne and, Eaton. Uh, Dale Wayne Eaton. And so, yeah, he was uh, convicted of murder and given the death penalty. He's still um, appara- he's often on de- death of the death penalty to this day. Yeah. Dude, actually, did you know we're going to actually cover this too. He was actually uh considered a possible suspect in the Great Basin murders. Oh yeah. The, yeah. yeah. I, I I was trying to find some more shit about the Great Basin murders and there's really not much. It says that there's it was like between like 83 and 92 I think and mm-hmm. there was like nine possible victims but they don't have names. Lisa Marie Kimmel is on there, and there's also uh, there was like one other lady's name that I could find, and I think she has her own unsolved mysteries segment later down the line. She does. Oh, really? Who Who are you talking about? Uh, I don't know. I could find the name. That Amy Rowe. 
Yeah, I think that's what it is. But yeah, so he he definitely he done did it. Could it could, could have well he definitely killed her, but he could have uh, he could have stored her and kept her as his plaything. Definitely he wanted. I think he did this to a bunch of girls, mm-hmm. um, and he's still alive, right? He's like, I mean, I found yeah. articles yeah. like, oh, is he going back on the death penalty from like right. 2015, from a couple years ago? Yeah, so I'm not sure where that's where they stand on that, because um, I've I've heard that, and then I've also read that he's definitely going back on death row. But stab I him in the dick. Stab him in the dick. <laughs> that's mm. what they should do to these stab bastards. Stab him in the dick. Um, they caught him in what 2002. Mm-hmm. So this, so this is one of those segments that uh, was unsolved for a very long time. Very. That's long probably time. why they just tag on, you know, like a couple sentences, like, "Oh, this guy was convicted. Here's a picture of him. Let's get out of here." Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that's how they. That's how they found him. Yeah, that would uh, that would have been the year. That would have been the year. Uh, uh, I think the original Robert Stack series went off the air, two thousand two. Oh, uh, oh so, yeah. And uh, they, the neighbor, she said he was crazy because he said that he was digging a well. And she's like, you're going to have to dig real far. But they said, but we thought he was so crazy that, hell, we might have thought he he might have thought he really was digging a well. <laughs> <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope, he's well just a murderer. That's all. Yeah, uh, uh, you know what, though? Like, when they show old Dale Wayne Eaton getting arrested, I could picture that um, what the service station guy said. Like he could have, he would have, he would have been like fair complected as a younger man, hmm. kind of like yeah. sharp features, like ladylike, small. I mean, he wasn't very tall either. Yeah, you know what? I never thought about that. <clears throat> but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's just like when the people keep saying when they're like, "We're pretty sure she was dead," and then they keep like showing the uh, hmm. these sightings. That's like I don't know. And the what music is off? like. Dun, 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 dun. She could have taken her. They could have. They could have went on a cross country road trip. Yeah, we don't know. Like Thelma and Louise. Well, like yeah, Thelma and Louis. Thelma and Louis. Um. Yeah, we don't know. They could have. Yeah, can't can't rule it out. They could have bond, yes. bonded and had a great time before he took yeah. her to his weird, fucking creepy sex cave, sex, sex dungeon, cave. dude. That part's not the unsolved mysteries. No, it's definitely not. They're trying to keep it PG, I'm sure. Yeah, it's got to be for the masses. But I wonder how. I think people have tried looking up her uh, her crime scene photos. But it's eerie. She was killed on that bridge <clears throat> and dumped over. The lights, uh, the lights spotted in the wee hours of the night. Yeah, it's pretty fucking creepy. Or you mean wee hours of the morning? Yeah. Whatever you want. <laughs> what, do we, um, what do we have next? Okay, check. Hold on, hold on. I, I, there's this. There's this one thing. Yeah, abrasions found on her wrists showed signs that she had been. It showed signs that she had been what, like bound? Yeah, bound and gagged from this news article. Uh, state and regional, Wyoming. I guess the Wyoming News, the Billings Gazette. Yeah. So Dale Wayne Eaton, Dale Wayne Eaton the possible. Uh, great basin killer. I, w- I wish I had more information on this guy. I found like a weird article, but it's kind of jumbled up. Um, but anyways, so moving on. 
Want to go on a treasure hunt, Eli? Treasure. I don't. Treasure. You don't, you don't like treasure? Let's talk about I some treasure. treasure. This is the lost. I like treasure when I find it. Not when it's... Uh, <laughs> Not when it's lost. Possibly fictional. Um, treasure. Is this is the lost Dutchman's mine we're going to be talking about. Um, up in the Superstition Mountains in Arizona, not too far yonder. Um, according to legend, Mr. Jacob Waltz, who is a student of mining and a very, very smart fellow when it came to the rock. The, rock, um, the crack rock. He struck gold rock. and made lots and lots of money. And in 1881, when he was 80 years old, he's like, hey, I'm hiding my mine. And then he immediately, just immediately, boom. Forgot. No. No? He immediately contracted pneumonia. And um, he was staying with a friend, and he was like, I got gold under my bed. Ding, ding, ding. The rich stuff. And then the Goonies came out. Um, so he had gold under his bed, and he was like, this is from my ore, this is from my mind. And he was like, I'll tell you where it is, pretty much, right? And he's like, <laughs> I'm dying here. Under his bed, there was like, he said he'd been living off like just what he had under his bed, which is like a bunch of gold. Um, and so over a hundred, for over a hundred years, people have been searching for his uh, mind that he hid at the ripe old age of 80. Uh, apparently it was like six feet deep with uh, ironwood logs covering it up. And he joked that you could drive a train over it and not notice driving it's like there. a freight train something like that <laughs> and um so on his deathbed he was like trying to help he was trying to like get people the treasure he was like trying to like he was trying to get people to his mind and he was like it's hidden so good that he's like i probably have to show it to you you'll never you'll never even notice it um and he told him several indiana jones clues like the glittering sun will speckle on the east side of my mind and all this shit like that. <laughs> Only the noblest of souls can cross he the was eagle's crazy. path. Yeah, into yeah. You have to choose the cup. The you have to choose the cup. There's an ancient knight waiting for you. Um, yeah, no, they didn't say that. But yeah, so it was like very vague uh, dead guy, um, di I mean dying guy, sent sentiments, right? Same thing. It's dark. <laughs> so all these people went out looking for this shit based on his clues from that he gave before he croaked he wasn't able to make a map himself and um um so there was like this lady and two brothers that did a big search and it was like in the news and uh they found nothing and this lady had spent like so much money on trying to like you know comb the superstition mountains for this mine and uh, nothing panned out. So these brothers kept, like, she never went back. But these brothers kept searching for a while. The brothers got in a tiff because one of them was like, hey, you didn't take good notes when this, when, when good dad old, was dying. When Jacob was dying. <laughs> I don't even think it was their dad. When Jacob was dying, you sucked at taking notes. And they got in a fight and never, like, reconciled. And so the brother had nothing to do with it. And the other brother kept searching for the mines until one day he just killed himself because he was so sad. He's like, my health is, I'm old, I'm never going to find this. And then he killed himself. And that's uh, it's a good time. Uh, good, good time. Fucking Lost Dutchman's uh, mind. Just trying to get through this. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, so Walt Gosler is a uh, modern-day treasure hunter. 
I mean, take into consideration this is the 1980s. Um, and he has been looking for the Lost Dutchman's Mine uh, for a while. And this is his main pastime. Uh, he's like a chef at a hotel. And he does this when he's not chefing. And so he'd been in touch with some uh, scholars, you know, some... I forget who, who it is. But he's talking to these people. Uh, so he keeps searching and one day he calls him up and he's like, I figured it out, guys. I know where it is. And he's like, well, that's great, but I, uh, we can't go out today. And he's like, well, you know what? I'm just going to go. I got to go. <laughs> I need by this that, time, bro. his health is also deteriorating. I, I needs it. Um, so I needs he it. goes out there by himself. And um, they don't know if he found it or not because they found him dead. He died of a heart attack. Um, he was found by a ranch hand. And the ranch hand said that it, um, he's no coroner, but he looked like he'd been dead for a while, maybe a couple of days. And he said, quote, looks like a nice little old man who found a lovely place to give up the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was kind of uh, just to find a nice little lovely place to give up the ghost. That's what I want to do when I go. I'm just going to go hike out in like the woods. Like a fucking dog. Find a very scenic view and just, you know. It just found a place to die. Um, but a lot of people think that he found the mine and then there was like some curse or, or he just died right after because of the things he may or may not have had on him. The first thing was um, he was found with a backpack and he had a bunch of stuff on him. Um, and um, there was like weird pieces of gold or something. I don't know. There's some gold ore. Yeah. So they think that he may have found it. Um, and then we get the whole uh, uh, Walt Gosler's sons. Roland Gosler comes up uh, to meet um, uh, this guy who's talking I didn't get his name Uh, Roland Gosler who's presumably Walt's son shows up wanting his uh, notes and his maps so he could find the the mine and he actually has some of this weird gold that looks exactly like the gold that's supposed to be in the Dutchman's mine on him to prove that he was his son look at Um, this gold brick here two months later we get another Roland Gosler And he approaches the same guy, and he's like, hey, uh, this is my dad, and uh, I want his maps, or, you know, like, this is my dad, and I think he found it. And and this guy actually asked him for an ID, because he was like, this is weird. So he shows him his ID, and he's he's actually Roland Gosler. So it turns out that this first guy was possibly a treasure hunter and and an imposter who just wanted to get this dude's map. Damn. Um, He pulled a deep, it's probably D.B. Cooper. Yeah, totally DB Cooper did. It's it's the lock. It's definitely Bigfoot of Pikes Peak. I think DB Cooper maybe, but it's more than more than likely the Bigfoot of Pikes Peak. Really? You think it's Bigfoot? Uh, ninety nine percent. Um, so you have tufts of hair. So, anyways, yeah, there was tufts of hair everywhere. <laughs> I didn't mention that part. So the real Roland Gosler had tufts of hair. No. So th- this imposter. Um, apparently just wanted his uh, treasure map and where they got the gold, they don't know. But the person who found uh, good old Roland um, get, after he gave up the ghost says that there was a guy in the area and it matched the description of the, the, the description of the fake son. It matched the description of the oh. fake son. Wait, 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 what guy, the guy in what area? Wait, I'm confused. This guy, Go back. F- I, this guy I need, followed, I need 
followed Walt Gosler until he dropped dead and stole some gold out of his backpack is what they think. And then he was like, yeah, this guy's my dad. I have his gold. And they believed him because the gold uh, looks similar enough. That's just a theory. That's just one of the theories. So. <laughs> just one of many. And that's where that ends. So. Yeah, the, the, guy, the, guy, the guy who found Walt, though, they, he said he remembered seeing somebody with a backpack, right? Yeah, he, a stranger. In yeah, the that area was that day. camping in the area. Well, he found someone in mm-hmm. the area, and that uh, uh, Walt did have a backpack on him, but uh, there was no nothing like that inside there. So I think that he might have, uh, you know, maybe killed or just, just took the shit from Walt's backpack, so he could later prove that he was related to him. So interesting, uh, tying back to that it disappeared show. There's actually a an episode it's actually called the Dutchman's curse where this kid goes out to the Arizona and he, he like has devoted his life to looking for this, this Dutchman mine. And uh, he actually goes missing and they can't Mm -hmm. find him. He ended up, I guess he died out there. They found him way later, but uh, that's crazy. Two episodes tied to that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. So that was a definite curse that people that would go looking for it, would, would turn up dead. Um, and, uh, you know, but it's weird because it seems like uh, on his deathbed, Jacob Waltz wanted to, like, tell people where it was, but it just it didn't work out that way. People couldn't mm-hmm. find it. He's like, it's almost like I have to be there or else you're never going to find it. And mm-hmm. probably never will. And our homeboy and uh, uh, friend, Robert Stack, says that uh, if they found that, in the late eighties that it would have been worth, uh, that gold would have been worth well over $200 million. Would have made 20 men millionaires easily. Yeah. That was no. what they were saying back in the day. Jacob Waltz, right? That was his name. Yeah. yeah. Um, they don't go into how he struck gold, but apparently he found, he found this mine and just fucking boarded it up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so next let's uh, take a little trip down to the Louisiana Bayou. Yeah, where everybody talks like they got hot molasses in the mouth. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the first cop who talks on this has a beautiful, beautiful oh. Creole oh, yeah. accent. Gorgeous accent. Jack Dempsey. <laughs> Very good. Girls. Um, I loved in this episode when they, uh, when the, the man and his son first walk upon them. <laughs> like there was a lovebirds. What are they doing in there, Daddy? Don't, don't pay any pay mind. Money. Don't pay any mind. <laughs> Don't pay any mind of that there, son. Hey, there. Um, yeah, so this starts with, yeah, a father and son hunter walking up on a car full of sexing people. A female and a male. Just You're letting sexing. all the stink out. <laughs> Roll that window back up. You're letting all the stink out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, and then so the, he's like, the little boy's like, you know, like, what are they doing in there down there? He's like, don't you pay it any mind there. Let's go get some gumbo and some jambalaya. <laughs> some jambalaya. Let's go get some crawfish. Mm-hmm. I love crawfish. Let's go look at some tittles at the French. <laughs> at the, the French Riviera. In, in the French, uh, what's it called? The street? God damn it. On French Street um, in Bourbon. Bourbon Street, Bourbon. French Street. God. Well, there's also a French Street in 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 New Orleans. French Street, I guess. No, no. Forgive us if we do bad New, New Orleans. Orleans. You, Dad, just New said Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. 
Nouns. It's the fucking worst. Nouns. You're going to cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we've been to New Orleans. Let's go to French Street and Lobster Avenue and Titten Bead Square. Actually, the, I'm pretty sure there is a French Street in New Orleans. All right, so this local... <laughs> This local hunter and his son come across these uh, making out motherfuckers. They making out, and they're doing sexy stuff. Uh, the dad says, "Never pa- don't pay any mind. They all, and then they leave. The next day, the hunter and his son uh, come back to the scene, and what do they find? They find this guy. The dude's real, real dead. Dead as fuck. Real, real dead. Shot point blank with a sixteen gauge shotgun. Yeah." Um, through blew the his, window, blew his brains out, not and in a good way. he was, uh, yeah, super dead. And so, you know, they called the cops. Uh, initially, the cops think that this uh, girl probably did it, but then they start looking around and notice that her dress is there and her like gloves and the keys are still in the car and her purse is in there. And then they find like these footprints the female small footprints and big large boots footprints in the scuffle and then, and then the girl's car keys yeah they were saying all she floor. was wearing was her bra and a slip yeah so she was like straight up yeah so they think they were in mid fuck um when this occurred like very like like jason Voorhees style like he had the bottom pulled down yeah. they were banging in the back of the car and um somebody just unloaded the shotgun and killed him just shot him dead <clears throat> and um and the girl tried to get away and we don't know what happened to the girl there was a like i said an altercation an a scuffle an altercation and uh that's it so um that's it but how do they know and that's it <laughs> but how do they know again that it was a uh it was right in, it was in the middle of them, of them the, screwing. Well, the way yeah. she was dressed, she wasn't wearing panties, and she just had a slip, which is like an overdress, right? Like a, it's but, like underwear for a dress. Yeah, and who, and br- who, under bra this, on. Where did they get this information from? Is what I was wondering. On the unsolved mystery, it's there. No, I know, but I didn't. I didn't understand because she was nowhere to be found. So it's like, how do they know that? It, by everything that was still there. Oh, so her dress was in the car. Her purse was in the car. Like all this shit was in the car. And so like, so they deduced what she had on when she was taken by what was not in the car. And so there was a scuffle, the the footprints and the keys on the car. Yeah. I could not make that connection. I said, why did, how do they know what she was wearing? I would be a terrible detective. (laughs) They figure out that the dead guy is Thomas Hotard and they immediately uh, deduce that Audrey Moat is the missing woman. Um, basically, they know it's because these people spend a lot of time together. Thomas Hotard is about 15 years older than Audrey. He's married, and um, they definitely had an, a steamy friendship and affair. Um, they were both scout leaders and were seen around town doing scout things for their troops and boning when no one was looking, right? <laughs> But apparently everybody in town knew about these uh, sexual rendezvous in the car. But we'll get to that later. This is uh, kind of the stuff that they get into a little bit later. (laughs) So um, Audrey Mote was a divorced mother of three. 
Um, we get a lot of uh, information from her daughter. We get a lot of information from her daughter. Um, apparently, she might have been worried about her safety because uh, she had told her mom that if anything bad happened to her, to get the kids and get out as far away from there as possible. Get out of town. And that's kind of a weird thing for a young uh, 30-year-old, 30-something woman to say. And that's something they make quite clear in the episode. Um, and Thomas was married, but it didn't matter. They they loved each other. Um, we we get Audrey's daughter giving us the story, and she says that, you know, uh, Thomas was, you know, he'd go to, like, her birthday parties, and he just thought that they were buddies. At 7.30 p.m. that day, they find Audrey's car. And uh, obviously, she the keys were found at the crime scene. Um, and it's where I think it was like at a hotel, like she had parked there to go off with uh, Thomas or something like that, or like a restaurant or something like that. I don't know, but they found her car. So two two weeks after the disappearance, um, Audrey's mom gets a strange phone call, and it says like like Mom, I'm scared. I need your help. I need some help. And then um, apparently she just hung up. And a waitress at a diner reported seeing Audrey, and she kind of uh, um, immediately called the cops and said that the girl noticed she, she saw her talking on the phone, and the wait and the waitress saw that the girl had noticed her and uh, got off the phone quickly and took off. So we don't know how true or how legit this is, but um, this is what we're told, and we don't know if this car was this call was true or not. Um. Because we don't really know what happened to Audrey. Mm. Um, until 20 years later. Damn, I forget this took place in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, was I forgot to say that. this took like, place wow. in November of 1956. So her being a single mom and, you know, cheating on... Uh, no, not cheating, but, you know... Having an affair. Having an affair is very uh, different, very ahead of its time. Um, so... In 1980, the sick old shithead named Ernest Acosta, <laughs> Acosta is what they keep saying in the show, but that's not correct. Um, it's Acosta. <laughs> Ernest Acosta on his deathbed says that Carol Slesher, his shit-ass girlfriend who died a long time ago, killed uh, Coates and Hotard. And uh, Caroline was, uh, let's just say, interesting individual. Mm-hmm. Um, she slept with a gun under her pillow, which is a nice little thing that I, um, <laughs> a nice little tidbit. So she, Mama didn't like nobody. So she had been dead since 1979, though. So he kind of like confessed this conveniently after she had just died. Mm-hmm. Um, and they these these people are cartoon characters. Lived on the edge of the swamp, and they would like, you know, braze their guns to anybody who would come up, and you know. It'd be like, what do you want here? And if they didn't like what you had to tell them, it'd be hit the road, Drac. Don't you come back no and, more. And, and we get to hear from Ernest Tacosta's daughter, and she has nothing nice to say about her dad. Mm. <laughs> She's like, they were the perfect pair, and I added greasy in parentheses. The perfect greasy pair. It's the pair of greasy, greasy, <laughs> greasy people. And they loved their guns. Oh, they loved them. According to uh, Acosta's daughter, Hotard and Audrey had came to the house on several occasions to argue with uh, Caroline. But about what? About what? Well, apparently, they argued that Caroline uh, and Audrey 
uh, were related, and I don't know. He knew something about Caroline. It's very vague. It's very dumb. So after this, or I guess, I don't know. This is all bullshit. Who knows? Her father was phoned by Caroline, and he rushed home. And apparently he said that she had shot them and that, and that he ha- and that Ernest himself had helped her get rid of the bodies. So that's so creepy, dude. What is the you little got a girl child behind hiding behind a oh, curtain? I knew it. Tegan. Oh, that's so funny, dude. She's like behind. What are you the... doing? I could hear yeah. her. Oh. What are you doing? You creep. <laughs> dude. <laughs> It is. She's behind. She's behind the, the window, like you like like the little. I was like, dude, I'm seeing like three men, three men and a baby, like the little ghost boy. Oh, you know that. You know that. That's um, not real. That's a, yeah. It's a cardboard cutout. It's. Uh, I remember who. Well, it this was. one. This one just moved. No, I know. I don't know. He's got here. <laughs> that's so funny. I, that's exactly what it reminded me. I was me just of like, oh, that's creepy. And then she just walked yeah. by and you just see her little head. Like, <laughs> I knew it. I could hear couch. her, too. <laughs> oh, Tegan, dude. you freaked us out. That's too funny, man. <laughs> no, it's a cardboard cutout on the movie. And he has it behind the... Yeah. He, he I, I was trying to figure out if that was like... If I was seeing what I was seeing or hallucinating. Yeah. <laughs> That's really creepy. <laughs> nah, dude, it's really funny. I wish I had the video of that. So one day, apparently, one day, apparently, um, Ernest was visiting her children. This is according to his daughter again. Ernest was visiting his children, and um, she got a call from Caroline, and she rushed home. And apparently, she had shot Ernest and Audrey, and that Ernest had to get rid of the bodies. And uh, and basically, he was like, "But Dad." Like, they found Hotard in the car. How could that be true if you helped him get rid of the bodies? And he was like, believe what you want to believe. Ernest had said that they had dumped, they had tied the body of Audrey to an old war cannon and pushed her in the fucking swamp. (laughs) What kind of war cannon? Like, a civil war cannon? I feel like I'm telling you this for the first time, Eli. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm th- I'm laughing at something else. Uh, I feel like you're then in that case. I feel like you're not all here. Yeah, I'm not. I'm totally not. I'm I'm looking at that little ghost boy. It was a cardboard cutout from Ted Danson. Yeah, dude, we all know what the fucking three men and a baby <laughs> thing is not an actual I'm sorry, ghost. And then I'm freaking out now that my daughter was back there and like I don't want her to be hearing. Oh, she heard it all. She heard it all. She got to hear what we were oh. saying, though. I was no, like, no, no, she didn't hear what you guys were saying. But no, she should be in bed. She should have been in bed hours ago. <laughs> and it creeps me out because she does that too. She'll she'll come back here and she'll like try to scare me. She'll go, boop, and I'm like stop. <laughs> I want to get scared. All right, so <laughs> so apparently, Ern, apparently, they tied this girl Audrey Moat's body to a fucking war cannon and dumped her in the swamp and uh there's no evidence of this he also said that he helped get rid of the dad's body but that makes no sense because they found him because they found him and he was like believe what you want like they're lying to you i'm ernest acosta and i'm full of shit um so we don't know um but you know what I like what the cops say at the end of this, and I think that's most po- that's most likely what happened was Caroline died. You know, he was 
every uh, they they make it a, a note that everybody knew about these uh, rendezvous that these this couple these guys would have. They would go up to this area, kind of you know lovers point, and they would you know fuck in their car, and everybody knew about it. <laughs> Dude, boom. Um, so you know this guy loved his guns. They had a bunch of guns. He, you know maybe he was like it was like a sexual thing, or maybe he just fucking went up there and just shot him in the back one day while they were fucking and just mm-hmm. and just like since Caroline had died and he was about to die he just kind of came clean and yeah got it off his chest he's like they'll, they'll think it's Caroline forever I've been living with them demons yeah it, I mean it's a fucking weird case um but yeah I mean in the 1950s like it's a, it's such a different time like, mm. oh, that's adultery. I'm going to go over there and shoot him in the back to death. Yeah. And then, oh, let's tie this girl to a war cannon and push her in the fucking river, in the swamp, because that's what you do. And then uh, they also have this cop at the end of the, the segment, this guy who, like, goes out there with a metal detector trying to find proof that he did bury them. The war cannon, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fucking weird. I feel like we should have uh, put the little miss thing at the uh, end because because <laughs> it had so much, so yeah. much, so well, much potential. Well, what were you saying about you found something about those stab wounds? Oh, the reason that she they was found stabbed her in the stab heart, wounds, shape of a heart, right? She was no, it wasn't the shape of a heart. It was the fact that um, I guess because it was dark when he killed her out there, he uh, he was she had marks like it, they thought it was funny because she had marks. On her, on around her, uh, not her chest, because she was she was stabbed a few times. Let me pull it back up. It's like had it closed. Yeah, somewhere. we could end talking about the interesting case again. That's okay. I don't think anybody will mind. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh crap! Now it's got to reload. Okay, so uh, it looked like she was uh, that he the killer hit her on the back of the head and then. Uh, proceeded to stab her six times. So he stabbed her five times in the chest and then once in the abdomen. And there were small cuts surrounding the stab wounds indica- indicating that the killer felt around with the knife before stabbing her. And uh, he also wanted to make sure he didn't stab her in the ribs. That's what they were thinking because she had cut marks, but it looked like he was feeling around in the dark to to try to figure out where to stab her. So that's why they were saying that it was odd. Maybe he was just trying to find a way to like so not do one and done. It was like a weird like scrapes around like a. It, it, yeah. it might have looked like a design to them or something like that. Maybe. Maybe. Like, why would he have done that? But it's because it was probably dark as fuck and he couldn't see. That is. That's. Oh, that's such an ugly like. I can just picture like you know like feeling something in the dark, but you're like, oh, let's find like but a soft spot the- <laughs> where there's not bone, so I can just sink yeah. this into a human being's fucking skin. Ugh. Yeah. That's fucked. It's like, huh, you know, just like you're fucking feeling around to, like, like you know, restart your dishwasher or something. Or, you know, like, reset the disposal or whatever the fuck. Yeah, I look, and then it also said that she was, uh, her hands were still bound when she was stabbed and that the bindings were removed afterwards. Yeah, so this, I don't know. I, um, I wish there was more information on the Great Basin wow. murders because... Yeah, all the stab wounds were between five and a half to six and a half inches deep each penetrating vital areas of her heart and her left lung uh three of the sabus went all the way through to her spine jesus yeah 
says each of these wounds could have been fatal. And but she was likely knocked unconscious in the head before hitting before stabbing her because she had a severe head wound. Mm. So he kind of tried to do it as humanely as possible, like tie her up, knock yeah. her out, and, and stabbing stab key key locations to make sure. What the fuck? I wish I knew more about these great basin murders so I could compare them. There's only yeah. one other name I could find. Yeah, the Amy, the the runner girl. She went missing in the. She went on a run. What is it? Amy Look it up. Jo, or Amy Woe, whatever her name was. Amy Rowe. Um, so she disappeared while jogging mm-hmm. in the Wind River Mountains, um, uh, 50 miles south of Lander, Wyoming. Despite investigative work and media portrayals, her case remains unsolved as of 2017. So people And people think that he definitely did kill her. Definitely. And she was 45. Oh, she would be 45. So she was attacked yeah, she when was she was young. 24. That's crazy. Wow, in 96. Dude, she has an Unsolved Mysteries episode also. Yeah. 97. Whoa. I guess we're going to talk about her. Oh, I guess we are. We'll Ooh. probably talk about her in two, three years. <laughs> Something like that. Mm. Far along. So Amy Rowe, Amy Rowe Brechtel, Brechtel, was, Brechtel. Yeah. or Brech, Brechtel. <laughs> Brechtel. Wow. Aww. Amy O. Brechtel was, uh, might be another uh, victim of this piece of shit. Um, yeah, so, yeah, fuck, Little Miss is uh, really fucked up. It just sucks that, like. The cop didn't keep her? Oh yeah, it could have been well, there's prevented. Just so, there's so many things that could have prevented this, but the thing that's so fucking scary, it just sucks that like, um, you know, you're just going on like a seven hour uh, see my boyfriend. Uh, road trip, and you're just just like how fucking vulnerable a young woman is by herself on the road. <coughs> it's fucking scary. Yeah, I forgot to mention that he. Uh, the reason they found, they found out she was missing is because Ed called the family. He she she never showed. Yeah, he had started uh, freaking out like the next morning. By the time she, she hadn't showed up, he was like, "Okay, she should have been here by now." What the hell's going on? Lisa Marie Kimmel, Little Miss. Uh. Uh, so next week we have a uh, story of a casino murder. Then we have a uh, woman who has went missing because of a. Uh, Something having to do with a car invention. And then um, <laughs> we have a pizza party. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Bring your pepperoni stuffed crust yeah, uh, Peter Piper pizza for next week. We will. Because that's a thing that exists according to a, bill, a billboard, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, thanks for joining us, guys. Um, like always, I'm uh, your host. I'm at Davy Howell on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. Whatever, yeah. I am Road underscore Dan. And I'm Big Bad Vinyl Dan. And we're also at the Stack Pack on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that shit. LinkedIn. Just kidding. We don't have a LinkedIn. Um, do we? Thanks for listening again. Rate and review, guys. Uh, hope you're enjoying the cool, cool music um, that is provided by me and uh, the GarageBand app via Apple Music. For every mystery, there is someone somewhere who knows the truth. 
Perhaps that someone is listening. Perhaps that someone is you. Have a good week, guys.